welcome to At The Root with Greg Kuyper here on KKNW. Thank you for listening. Greg is a psychotherapist and holistic life coach. His practice is Kuyper Counseling. Through his professional practice and personal experience, Greg knows that without connection with ourselves, connection with others is near impossible because, as Greg likes to say, emotional connection is at the root of healthy living. There are several ways you can connect with Greg. We are an hour-long show, so we would love to hear from you. Feel free to call in. The number is 425-373-5527. I will repeat that for people that are trying to get a pen. It is 425-373-5527. You can also go to Greg's website, which is KuyperCounseling.com. There you can find out more about Greg. There is a form where you can connect with him if perhaps you have a question that you don't really want to call in about. You can find past episodes of this show, resources, and a link to Greg's YouTube channel, which is called Connection Through Awareness with Greg Kuyper. There you'll find videos of the podcast episodes as well as awareness exercises. Lastly, if you want to email Greg, you can through connectionthroughawareness at gmail.com. Hello, Greg, the man of the hour. Hello, Stacy. How are you today? I am doing very well. I missed you last week. Yes, I was off uh, at Lake Tahoe. It was wonderful. Uh, it was a retreat for uh, advanced holistic uh, life coaching through Alan Cohen Foundation for Holistic Life Coaching. A wonderful man, a wonderful experience with 26 others uh, on the shore of the lake there learning. And um, I'm, I'm, I'm recharged. I'm ready to go. That's great. I love the fact that you continue to want to learn and explore this stuff. Um, I mean, it's really what all of this is about, right? Self-awareness and continuing to learn about ourselves so that uh, it can impact ourselves and then ultimately others. Yes, it was uh, it was a really wonderful experience. I learned a lot of techniques and skills and um, mainly though it was just a, a wonderful time to connect with others. Um, mm-hmm. um, my original group of... Uh, uh, coaches, when I were, originally went through the training years ago, um, uh, eight of them were there. And whoa, what a wonderful reunion it was for us. That's yeah, awesome. it was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, we got uh, it was like we hadn't even been apart, really. But uh, it was, uh, I love that. I, it was fantastic. I, I'm calling in from the East Coast, and we used to live here, and that's how I feel about some of the folks that I've. Uh, excited that I've been able to reconnect with and it's like a day hasn't passed and yet it's been right. 15 years so isn't that um, neat? it really yeah is. it really is so yeah. last time we got together though we were talking about how uh, forgiving and forgetting it's one of the transformers yeah you know it, it started out with kindness right uh, how, how do we how do we forgive and and kindness is you know, just having that friendly, considerate nature as we interact with others, moving through our daily lives with 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 an intent to be that way. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's not the easiest to be that way, but in in general, I think we all have 
you know, experience that we can find what we need and desire from others much easier if we do it showing a friendly, generous nature, right? Rather than well, isn't that the what opposite. um Mary Poppins said a teaspoon of sugar makes the medicine go down. Okay. <laughs> right? right. I mean, you yes. know, I'm just yes. saying okay. like <laughs> you you can attract more bees with honey or something That's like that. That's correct. So yeah. there you go. Well, you know, acting from kind intent allows us to access the compassion that is part of us. And, and through compassion, we can nurture relationships with others, share their experiences and sensitivities. It, it's just a vital part of human existence, right? It just is. And uh, so, so as we begin looking at our emotional wounds, right, we're, we're back to that and, and the bandages that cover them. We need to offer this kind intent to ourselves, self-compassion. Finding compassion for our inner self. It's key to healing these wounds. And, and so many of us struggle with that. We can, we can be a lot harder on ourselves, especially with a, you know, a reactive thought process from the past that tells us we are shamed and not worthy. There are, there are some of us that don't even know why we don't feel worthy. It's just always been that way, the best we can remember. And that's, that's sad. That's where kind intent comes in. Right. This is the the same kind of tent you would offer another, right? When you feel feel their need out there, it, oh, it, it, always. It, yeah, and you wouldn't question their worthiness. You'd just offer compassion, right? So, why in the world do we question our own worthiness, and when we don't even question that of a stranger? It's interesting, yeah. isn't it? Oh, I mean, there's got to be so many studies on this. It's. Uh, <laughs> sure. I mean, I just I just think about. Uh, we would never talk to others the way that we talk to ourselves. You're right. Absolutely right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's interesting. Um, okay, so do we want to take, a, take a break, break or do we want to go on here? Well, what do you so think? Let's, let's start talking about what we're talking about today, because I okay. always get, uh, when we do the review, I'm like, okay, all right, now I'm following along. And then I get eager. So let's, okay. me too. Let's, but, you know, let's we, so yeah, yeah. We were talking about, we were touching on forgiveness, right? At the end. Yep. And it, it means to, you know, what it means to us as we open this door to where there's all these wounds and the bandages are, we've got our inner self stashed away for her safety, right? That's, that's mm-hmm. why she's in there. Yep. And all those bandaged wounds are there with us as, as we realize with growing awareness that this important part of us has been missing, the inner self. And with this awareness is a curiosity, right, of who this part of us is. It's like, wow, it's been so long. What's this reintroduction going to be like? Right. Kind of scary. In in the midst of that curiosity, I think there lingers, you know, some traces of longing, that that feeling of missing something valuable, right? It's kind of always been there in the background. Um, And we, we notice it sometimes, I think, or a lot of times when, when, times are tough or we're really sad and there's just a longing for something missing that, that, that we have. Perhaps we can't quite put our finger on it, but you know, it's there. And then, and in the midst of this awareness, 
is a knowing that the bandages are there too and the wounds beneath those bandages. So we have discovered our desire to go within and open the door and we do so with this clear intention, a state of mind that shows caring motivation, right? We're not going to go into this scared to death. We're going to go into it curious, with curiosity and mm-hmm. with kind intent. There's bound to be some anxiety, right? We're, we're going somewhere that we haven't been in maybe forever, but uh, uh, we're going to, we have this kind intention of, of finding our inner self and reintroducing. So, you know, we're, we're longing for this part of us that's missing, that's missing. And, and with compassion and love, we're going to go in here and see what it's like. And that kind of attention surrounds and embraces the bandages and wounds on the path to this door opening. You know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of um, when I was a kid and I had a Band-Aid on and I needed to pull the Band-Aid off and it would hurt coming, just right. like ripping it off. And so... I would climb into the bathtub and I would let sort of the water like engulf (laughs) me and like sort of soften it, if you will, so that it was easier to do. This feels like the idea of what you're talking about, like just sort of surrounding yourself with something that is going to soften that removal of the bandage. That's right. That kind intention and compassion. That's a great, uh, great metaphor there. Uh, of compassion and love surrounding yourself with that and then looking at the wound and pulling back the bandage. That's really neat. And, you know, yeah. and as we, as we remove these with love and kind of tent, we're going to start to open these door, the door, right? The barricades and the locks are going to kind of dissolve away and, and the door starts to peek open a little bit to where the inner self is. And, and this, this sliver of bright light, if you will, comes, comes poking out. And I think every time we, every wound and bandage we dress is going to introduce us to another piece of our inner self. Mm -hmm. The door slowly comes open, you know. We will soon come to know that we we don't need to heal this wound entirely to start this connection because it's it's happening as a process. And um, that's going to... Give us the impetus to keep going, right? It's the process that counts. The healing is the nurturing. The yep. very, and this is the very nurturing we somehow missed out on or, or it got damaged, right? As our life progressed and our personality developed without it. Over time, our connections with ourselves yep. and, and others, right? will deepen. And all allowed simply in the presence of kind intention and heightened energy emotions. It's important that our emotions as we go through this, we keep them um, at a, a level of higher frequency, love, compassion, free forgiveness, gratitude as I'm doing this, rather than anger or fear or um, jealousy, any of those uh, other emotions of lower frequencies that we've been existing with for so long in our past, um, they aren't going to be helpful as we do this. Now, I, I have a personal uh, 
story that I will share with you about how I failed at this miserably. Um, okay. <laughs> and maybe we can, um, maybe what we should do is let's take a break here. And then when we okay. come back, right. maybe I can share that with you. <laughs> and we can talk I'm about waiting. That. Okay. Absolutely. All right. Keep Let's listening to At The Root with Greg Kuyper. We will be right back after this very short message. Sometimes psychotherapy is not enough to get to the root of our illusions. Hypnotherapy with licensed practitioner Annette Kuyper of Solid Insight can help. With hypnotherapy, it's possible to tap into what's beneath our layers of protection and resolve the illusions that stop us from accomplishing what we want. Hypnotherapy is a safe state of relaxed calm coupled with elevated mental awareness that allows for a deeper dive into our subconscious. Led by Annette, it's about understanding and loving ourselves and creating a deeper connection with others. Learn more about Annette at SolidInsightNow.com. Looking to reconnect with your partner, spouse, kids, or self? When the disconnect seemingly has been there for a lifetime and is impacting your relationships, it's difficult to determine how and where to start. But At The Root with Greg Kuyper of Kuyper Counseling is the perfect first step. Throughout each episode, Greg talks about establishing emotional connection with ourselves and others. He offers experience, advice, explanation and resources to listeners you can find past episodes on his website kypercounseling.com or through his youtube channel connection through awareness with greg kuyper hey are you missing listening to this show is all about you with me jdk winnikin well you don't have to you can still listen to greg kuyper's show at the root and my show it's a win-win in every way because you can download my show and his at Podcast One, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you listen to podcasts. Don't miss a minute of either show and listen to them on your own schedule. So be aware out there that you can listen to both of us still. And isn't that comforting? On the path to good health and well-being, Alternative Talk 1150 is the station for you. Welcome back to At The Root with Greg Kuyper. A reminder that if you want to call in, you may. Of course, we welcome it. The number is 425-373-5527. And you can also connect with Greg through KuyperCounseling.com. So before the break, Greg had sort of summed up what we talked about last week and, and was talking about this reintroduction uh, way, way beneath the bandages and getting to know that uh, true self and starting to deal with wounds. And naturally, I made it about me. <laughs> so, um, however, I like to think that I am not special. Um, you know, while we're all snowflakes, we're not necessarily special. And that the things that I go through are most likely akin to what other people go through. And so by sharing my stuff, maybe somebody else, maybe it will help someone else. So a couple of weeks ago, my youngest, he's been really going through a hard time uh, this school year. And 
you know, you head off to college, you're a freshman, and there's suddenly so many adjustments that you have to make. You're on your own, you're figuring yourself out, you're how you do things, whatever. And so it has gotten increasingly difficult for him. And so my husband and I made the decision that I would head down to where he's in school and be there as a support to help him get his ducks in a row. Mm -hmm. And so what is interesting is this piece that you're talking about, these, these layers and the being kind to yourself and the layers of bandages upon other layers. As a parent, what I notice is that when one of your kids is going through something, if it potentially brings something up for you, then suddenly you take a really clear look in the mirror and you're able to tell if you actually ever really properly addressed these feelings. So in this case, when I was in college, in hindsight, I realized that I was dealing with depression and anxiety and uh, I was really unhappy and I wanted to get out of school. And I basically shut down emotionally so that I would force the school's hand, everyone's hand, and I would be kicked out. It worked. I don't, I don't recommend it, um, but I didn't know what else to do at the time. And as Charlie is dealing with some of these things uh, and trying to figure out how to cope and whatever, I found that it took me right back to those bandages and those wounds from so long ago and realized that while I have been very at peace with the outcome of what happened, I've realized that I really haven't necessarily learned better coping skills and that did I, have I ever really made peace with these wounds and the, the negative self-talk that I had and how I really shut down, it really falls into what you were talking about here. Um, I was not showing myself compassion and love. I was, I was preaching it to our son. However, then in the stillness of my hotel room, when I was exploring some of these past wounds, I was realizing that I was not showing myself the same thing, which is why I say I failed miserably. <laughs> so it's, it's an interesting thing. You know, we talk a lot about relationships on this show um, and, you know, with a significant other um, and it's this particular part, it can come up in so many different ways. And in this particular instance with me, as the example, it came up with, you know, oh man, you know, I remember this. And really, as I said, holding a mirror to how I handled things and all of those past wounds and the bandages that uh, mm -hmm. have been there. Isn't it interesting the way that, uh, that, that you going through this with your son is what triggered you into going back and looking at this. Yes, very much. You know, and it's, it's, it, it, it happened for a reason, right? Absolutely. Um, yeah. So what did you, what did you find when you dug around there a little bit? Well, I found that there are some things that, you know, I didn't know when I was in college that I had ADHD. I didn't discover mm. that until I was in my forties. And so one thing that 
I realized it's a, some of the bandages that come from the way that I've done things or the way I approach things. I now realize what I didn't know then that some of that has to do with ADHD that, you know, Mm -hmm. the executive function, those kinds of things. So the shame that came with those things that I was able to really allow myself some grace and recognize that, wait a minute, I didn't know then what I know now. And even now it's difficult for me to do these things. And now I have more power to find the help and resources and to be unapologetic about this. Uh, so, so that was a good thing. Um, some of the other things I started transferring those feelings of inadequacy and shame from what I felt in college to what I was feeling that week because I basically shut down that week and was not communicating with anybody and really went, went dark. And so, you know, I realized, oh, wait, I can't, I can't do that again. It didn't work then. And that is not going to work. And so it, it made me realize that I have not necessarily learned uh, great coping skills and that I need to reach out and I need to get some help with that because I don't want to go through this again. And I want to model better uh, skills and better tools for our kids. What a, what a neat awareness you came to though, right? I mean, that's just the beginning is the, is the awareness. You know, you, you recognize it, you know what you want to do and you've got an intention to to take a look at this and see what you can do about it. Yep. But what a, what a neat awareness to have. Yeah. So anyway, just a side story. Uh, maybe people can relate yeah. to this and uh, you know, it's, it's talking about these bandages. So I'll, well, I'll let you the, get back. Well, this is the way we do things though, right? We, we, we are able to look at these situations when they come into our life and lives and, and, through awareness, apply them and and know what's going on and be able to move forward and get the tools and skills we need to help. Mm -hmm. Yeah, very good. Pretty cool. Yeah, it didn't feel cool, but but I I will say, you know, all of my jokiness aside, having this show and this, these resources and being aware of this awareness uh, mm-hmm. was so incredibly helpful. Yeah. And, and, and did you find yourself, uh, uh, you know, approaching this with some compassion for yourself? And yes. Then, after, okay. after my initial knee jerk response of like, I'm a loser. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, there's uh, the reactionary past stuff coming back, yep, right? Exactly. Just, and and exactly. you were aware of that. And yeah. And through, so through the compassion for yourself and through kind intent, you've uh, come to um, not a resolution, but a path to the resolution. And that's, what's great. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Yeah. So no matter what all these bandages or wounds are with, with kind and compassionate intent, we can nurture these things and, 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 and a path as you found will happen. Because, you know, with, with, with kind and compassionate intent, we are in the present moment. Think about it. When we're doing that, we are in the now, right? Mm-hmm. We, we, 
neither can exist in the unconscious realm of our autopilot programming and past experiences, right? The kind, compassion, and intent aren't part of that unconscious realm. Um, it, they need to happen. They do happen. They exist in the present, not in the past. So making, you're right, making an intention happens in the now. We don't make an intention in the past. Mm-hmm. We might have, but we're, when we're making an intention, it's happening right now. The now means awareness. So our thoughts and emotions are in the present when we're making this intention. So what, what, what will those thoughts and emotions be in this moment, right? With, with this awareness, there is a choice. That is something that doesn't exist in the autopilot unconscious programming, right? The patterning. We just react based on our past experiences. Mm-hmm. And in this automatic functioning, we let our past experiences show us our future. Think about that. It's as, as long as we're functioning automatically on that autopilot, those experiences are, are creating our future the next moment, right? Mm -hmm. I'm not talking about future way down the road, even though that's true too, but every, every, uh, every moment that we're in this autopilot, it's just shaping what's happening in the next moment. That's the future. So over time, day in and day out, the wounds and bandages dictate what we come to believe is our future. Those wounds and bandages are our illusion And they dictate what we come to believe is our future. This is exactly what anxiety and fear are, right? Think about it. This is exactly what they are. Mm -hmm. The past, the past controlling us, controlling our future. Us unconsciously believing our future is controlled by our past. Does this make sense? Oh my gosh, it totally makes sense. I mean, yeah, okay. I'm going to make sure because it, as long as we're on autopilot, that's the past. That's all the past stuff that's piled up and created this intricate personality that's that's just reacting as we move through life, and yeah. and all of that is based on the past. It's not on the present moment. It's on the past. So this illusion will be our future. Because it was our past. Yep. That's, it reminds that, that, me of the, yeah. the pathways that you talk about. And so it's basically what you're saying is that if we continue to take the same pathways that we have taken in the past, because mm-hmm. that's what we've done, then we can expect our past to be our future. However, yeah. if we choose to take a different pathway and explore alternative ways then right. our future can be one that doesn't really uh, have obstacles and speed bumps and upsets from past experiences. Right. So yeah, this illusion will be our future because it was our past, unless we unless we change that. And it is and it is our present right now, as long as we leave this damned autopilot on. Right. I mean. Yep. Yeah. I tell you what. I'm not gonna believe that my past experiences, my wounds and bandages control and and organize my future. I don't don't want you to believe that for you either, right? Or anybody. I I did my best. I turned my autopilot off a while back. You know, it's, it hangs around every now and then, but I turned it off and it's the best thing I've ever done for myself. That and 
LASIK surgery. <laughs> you know, that was a good thing too. Well, I get, you know, I guess with both, I, I, I gave my permission, myself permission to see, right? Right. See more clearly anyway. See what's in front of me, unencumbered. So I, I, I'm determined to help people I work with turn off their autopilot. So that's, that's kind of connection through awareness. Um, manual control. Gives us the freedom to expand our consciousness infinitely. There's no max. There's no cutoff. It just, we can, as long as we are in control, we get to expand any way we want. Just continuous growth in a mental and emotional realm of positive energy and awareness. Wow. I spoke a few minutes ago about how we encounter choices when we arrive at awareness. And that is the point where we form an intention, right? That, that awareness brings with it the reminder that we have been letting our past experiences run the show with these illusions. So what kind of emotional experience is that reminder bringing with it? Well, I can tell you based on my experience, right? I mean, okay. having having going back and watching what Charlie is going through, watching what, um, you know, that struggle, revisiting my own thing, the reminder of the pain is as painful as the pain was itself. Yeah, right. <laughs> yes. And, and whatever it is, we want to name it in that moment and acknowledge it. We've talked a lot about this, but I'm going to review it here that, Whatever that emotional experience that comes up from the past, we want to name it in the moment and acknowledge it for what it is. Odds are it, it's not going to be a high energy emotion, right? Generally, these past things crashing into us are, are things like guilt and anger and shame, resentment, jealousy, all of those, anxiety. And, and those are emotions that we stored away with the experiences that back then. And so those are the emotions that come back and express themselves as what? A reaction. Mm -hmm. Unless we pay attention and notice them, right? And then what? Well, you remember I said to acknowledge what the emotion is. This puts it in the reasoning part of our brain and we can then you know, make a choice, an intention, mm -hmm. if you will, right? As to what to do with this, right? This is the time to admit that what you are experiencing the thoughts and emotions are not a result of your experience in the present moment. And this is key, right? What, what, what came up and that you became aware of and you decided was anger. And you realized that in the present moment, you're not angry. This is anger from the past coming back and uh, reacting from a trigger. And mm -hmm. These emotions are a result of your experiences in a past time, and they've been triggered unconsciously right into your present right now. And with that acknowledgement, you allow yourself to be in the present moment right there. You are, and you are not controlled by your past in that moment. Once you acknowledge that, you are not controlled by it. You've got a choice. Each and every time we react from our autopilot, we are being controlled by our past every time we do it. So 
because the autopilot is the illusions and the illusions are the past. We've, mm. we've conditioned ourselves, right? To respond with thoughts and emotions from another time and space. Isn't that interesting? Right. I mean, they're just, it's, it's not even here and we're responding with those thoughts and emotions. It's like, it, 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 it almost seems surreal, right? And yes, we do it every second of every day with our autopilot. We're, well, we're, you know, using another one of my analogies or metaphors, it's, you know, you think of, uh, you know, my brothers, when I was a little kid, they used to give me like a noogie, uh, like a little <laughs> knuckle in my, like, you know, my right. the top of my head. And so if my brother's arm would come towards me in a certain way, it's almost like I react like, oh, nope, he's going to give me a noogie. Um, <laughs> and I'm, you know, I'm, that's what I think of when that movement happens. And so on a much deeper level, it's that same, I, same idea. I'm conditioned that in these circumstances, A plus B equals C. Yeah. And here comes the noogie. Yep. Right? Automatically. Now, you know, tell me, what are the odds that those kind of responses are appropriate for the present moment? Like I mean, zero? I'm 50, I'm 52 <laughs> years old. The likelihood that my brother is giving me a note is very remote. <laughs> no, but I mean the responses, right? The, the, yes. The, when we respond with thoughts and emotions from another time and space, Right. What's the odds they're appropriate for right now? Oh, Maybe totally like not. Zero, probably, right? I mean, different right. experiences require responses unique to the experience, to the moment, to this time and space that you're in at this very time, this very time, this very moment. We are able to use the energy and information of the moment in the moment. I think that's mm -hmm. what's key. Use the energy and information of the moment in the, the moment, not, you will contrast that with using the energy and information of the past in the moment now. I mean, it's false. It's, it's not real. It's a, that's the illusion. Yep. The key point to underscore, I think, right, is that when we are functioning on autopilot, we are operating from our illusions created by our past experiences. So we are being controlled by our past. Do, you, do we like that? I mean, if you stop and think about that, I, you know, I mean, it's automatic, so we're not stopping and thinking about it or we wouldn't be doing it. But, but, but we are being controlled by our past experiences. And as long as we are functioning that way, our future will continue to be our past repeated over and over. The wonder that many of us can feel like we're in a rut, right? I mean, we are in a rut. Our, oh, yeah. our, our, our lives don't seem to change because we are letting our past run the show automatically. I ask this of everyone I work with. What choices are you making that are keeping your life experiences the same? Oh my gosh. Okay. I'm going to make you take a break here because okay. I feel like that's something like, that's a big question it is. Um, to contemplate. So let's take a quick break and ask the question again um, while okay. we go to break. All right. 
What choices are you making that are keeping your life experiences the same? We'll be right back without the root. Too many relationships are adversely affected by wounds from our past. Lack of connection, unhappiness, shame, and regret are just some of the fallouts we experience when we choose to avoid addressing those wounds. Greg Kuyper of Kuyper Counseling is a psychotherapist committed to reestablishing connection with self to create greater connection with others. His work with teens, individuals, couples, and those struggling with substance use. If you struggle with old wounds or unhealthy narratives, get to the root of them in yourself by contacting Greg Kuyper at KuyperCounseling.com. That's KuyperCounseling.com. Whether it's fly fishing or French pastry, we all have something that makes our tail wag. Involuntary and instinctive, it's sparked by excitement, inspired by purpose, and it speaks to who we are. I'm Stacy Heller of Stacy Connects. I lead clients to the place that makes their tail wag. As a creative director, I bring ideas to life. As a podcast producer, I give ideas a voice. Stacy Connects, it's my superpower. If you want to connect with me, Stacy Heller, go to StacyConnects.com. Asking questions is better than making assumptions. Such is the premise of my show, Stacy Connects, a show about making connections through conversation. I welcome a diverse assortment of guests to chat about topics and ideas that are sometimes educational, sometimes inspirational, a little personal, and always entertaining. Every week, I draw out and befriend the elephant in the room so listeners can connect with the unexpected. Listen live Tuesdays from 3 to 4 on Alternative Talk, 1150 KKNW. Talk radio for the heart and soul. Alternative Talk 1150. Welcome back to At The Root with Greg Kuyper of Kuyper Counseling. Before the break, Greg asked, uh, he shared a question that he asks everyone that he works with. And it was, I felt like such a good uh, important question that I made him ask it twice and I'm going to make him repeat it again <laughs> All right. right now and then, uh, and then talk about it some more. Well, it, it, what choices are you making that are keeping your life experiences the same? It's an important question. So many times we think of, Oh, what are the choices I need to make here? You know, but, but, what are the ones we're already making automatically that are keeping your life experiences the same? Are we able to look at those and, and the, you know, these are the choices that are basically being made out of our awareness. Like not out of awareness, but out of our awareness, right? Yeah. Out of our awareness. Yeah. 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 That's what I meant. I hope that's what I said. No, anyway. you did. I just wanted to clarify so that people right. like, out realize. of our awareness. And, yeah. and as long as those choices are, are being made over and over and over, that we're in the same pattern. Right. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. No, now, it's so an, it's an interesting. Everyone, every, you know, think about that as you go, go through the week. Many times, these unconscious choices that we're talking about 
can come in the form of resentments. Ooh, we've been talking about the past, but talk about living in the past, right? I mean, what 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 is a resentment? It is where, where they come from. Something that happened in the past, right? The more we carry a resentment around with us, the more we are seated in the past with our emotional and mental experiences. So we're just kind of hanging out in the past, living there with these festering resentments. Yeah, the that's not good. Yeah, well, the perceived wrong that creates this resentment taints not only the relationship that was created in, but most other relationships we're going through as well, right? The, the, the fear and mistrust becomes a regular part of our illusion, kind of broadly. Mm -hmm. and, as, and as such, we bring that fear and mistrust automatically into the present in our current interactions. So the people we interact with don't have much of a chance to you know, establishing kind of a rapport with us that's based on authenticity because we have this, you know, uh, fear and mistrust from a resentment somewhere. Yeah, without awareness. Yeah. So, so resentments are, are past, really from the past too. And, and so if we're talking about the past controlling our lives, um, resentments are part of that. Without awareness, we've allowed our lives to be run from our past experiences and the emotional charge accompanying those experiences. Like this all started out as a safety thing, right? A protection of our sensitivities, survival instinct, right? Right? It, that, that's all this started. The wounds and bandages creating the illusion were safe. And on all the while, we've been on alert ready for the next bandage. So, so I guess what I'm proposing here is that we, as long as we've existed in this unconscious realm, um, we've been kind of on alert. We've been in survival mode, ready for the next bandage. Functioning unconsciously on autopilot is functioning in survival mode. That's what I'm promoting here. No wonder I have terrible posture. I'm always in fight or flight. <laughs> yeah. I mean, right? Well, and, and, and it, it's not like we're we're you know, ready to spring into action, but we are. We operate at a pretty high baseline. I say we. I think our society, our culture, uh, points us, dictates to us a little bit if we're not careful, and 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 our baseline level of existence is is a heightened anxiety and stress level, right? I mean, I, I don't think we can argue with that. And no, we all react I, uh, like I say very often that like we react to things like we're loaded for bear, right? It's a tiny nuisance like someone cutting us off on the road and yet like we're ready to like run the person off the road. Right. And and if we were at a much, if, if you were at, it had just gotten out of a meditation right then, right? You're, you're jumping to that level of anxiety might not have been as drastic. I don't know if that makes any sense, but I, yeah. what I'm saying is that we, we exist in a, in a heightened level of, a base, our baseline level of anxiety and stress is higher 
And that makes it not so far to go, right? Mm-hmm. No wonder there's so much anxiety and stress. We, we live it. Recalling the emotional past to direct our interactions. So all of these reactions come in and they just show us what we're doing. The dysfunctional, traumatic, emotional past is directing our interactions. So, you know, this just doesn't sound right. So I'm not good with it. And and I hope you're not either. What do we do to gain control? What's going to be there without the autopilot? Hmm. Can we just turn it off? I'm going to say uh, that would be no for 500. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe we want to dial it down slowly or whatever, right? But, but, but in order to gain control back of our lives and our future, we, we want to eliminate our unconscious programming of the past running the show, the autopilot. In those moments of awareness, with a choice to be made, we remember our intent is to know and live joy, gratitude, compassion, and forgiveness. So this is the energy and information we want to bring in and put out as thoughts and feelings. And in so doing, we are creating that in our lives. So if you understand where I'm headed with this? I do. If, if, if we turn off the autopilot, we dial it down. We want to be in the moment, in, in the present moment, in awareness. And we, we sit in this moment in, with kind intent to ourselves and to just know law, joy and gratitude compassion, forgiveness. And, and in so doing, that's what we bring to us. This, this is science, remember? Okay, so I'm, I'm, I'm not making this up. This is science. Neurons in our brain fire and wire together with whatever we are experiencing in our mind at any instant. This is science. This is proven a, a thousand studies. Complex neural pathways are being created that direct your moods and thoughts. And you can be in charge of that by deciding what is in your mind state, right? So these neural pathways are are being created, and that's what your mood is going to be, and that's what your thoughts are going to be, that's what your emotions are going to be, that's how you're going to interact. And you can be in charge of all of that. By deciding what is in your mind and in your mind state. Or I guess you could just let your autopilot direct your moods and thoughts from your dysfunctional, traumatic, emotional past. That sounds hideous. Well, it is your choice. Everyone, it is our choice. It's not easy, but it is our choice. We we talked about um, forgiveness a couple weeks ago, remember? Mm Mm-hmm. Forgiveness arises from the past. Think about it. So here we are again, as do the resentments that call us to forgive. Without forgiveness, the past is still running your life. Think about that. It is. 
So we're, we're doing our best here to turn off the automatic unconscious illusions that from our past that are running our lives. And as long as we have resentments and we're not able to forgive, the past is still there and it's still running the show. So, so when we, we want to be able to forgive because that releases the past, basically. Whatever happened in the past needs to stay there, right? In the past, it's over. And I don't mean to make light of, of injuries or hurt that's happened. And I'm not at all. I would never do that. And those things that happened are, are um, not okay. Mm-hmm. But much as we'd sometimes like to, we can't change those events. They happen. It's over. In order to free ourselves of this control of the past that we've been talking about, we must forgive. This is for our own growth and development. It's not to allow the other person. um, It's not to say that what happened to you was okay. Right. It doesn't dismiss what happened. It's just that what happened is going to continue to hurt you if you don't. Yeah. It's going to act with forgiveness. Well, it's uh, by doing this, it's allowing us to let go of this ugly emotional charge around feeling wronged. Mm -hmm. Terrible emotional charge. And, and that emotional charge is what we're bringing into our interactions with other people. Right. So there, once again, it's, it's the past running our lives. We replace that emotional charge with one of kind intent for ourselves and that other person. And we then reclaim our power and control to make choices for our future. So what we're doing is we give up hope for a better past. It's not going to happen. You can hope for a better past all you want. It's not going to happen. The past Mm -hmm. is the past. And we must give up hope for a better past and reinvigorate our intent for a better future. Yeah. I really like that. Give up hope for a better past. Like that is just, that is like throwing something into the wind. That's Jack Kornfeld, a very wonderful author and, and teacher of forgiveness and shame and how to deal with it. He's a wonderful man, but that was, those were his words. We forgiveness means giving hope, giving up hope for a better past moving forward. Yep. Right. That's powerful. That is. Well, it is. We, we, we don't want to continue to let our past run our lives and we don't have to, we don't, it's, it's a matter of choices, and we're going to carry on with this discussion so that we can figure out how to make those choices and get in touch with our inner self. Yeah, I mean, I just, I, the, the two of the things that were just 
well, there's a few uh, things that were really, really powerful for me personally uh, today. Obviously, the question that I made you repeat like a thousand times. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, and I think that that was a really important piece. Uh, the whole idea that uh, when we function unconsciously on autopilot, uh, we're basically functioning in survival mode. Um, and and then this idea of giving up hope for a better past, all very powerful. Yeah, it is. So now I got I to gotta work on these things. <laughs> we all do. We all do. This is a journey, you know, and and the more we can bring these things into our awareness during our daily interactions, like when you were uh, with your son and you were mm-hmm. able to tie those two together, that's 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 your brain bringing, integrating and bringing networks together to work on this for you. And what it required was awareness, right? Yep. And it'll work. Yeah. Yep. Well, and uh, we get to decide ultimately who is in charge then. Um, and we get to pick that we want the best version of, of ourselves to be in charge. Yeah. And, and, you know, we'll talk some more about this, but a lot of times it gets to a point where we go, I, there is no choice. I have no choice. I've heard that. And, and there is choices. It's just sometimes they're extremely hard to, to make. But um, there is always a choice when we get it to that place in our awareness. Well, it's interesting that the first path that we forged was this automatic one that we don't remember really forging. And now we perceive that forging a new path would be very, very difficult. And it reminds me of a sign. And I don't remember where the sign was. It was someplace like, a you know, the dentist office or something. And it said, you're <laughs> your day goes the same way as the corners of your mouth turn. And it's just this. <laughs> well, there you go. There you I go. Mean, it's, it's a little trite, but at the same time, it's true. It's choosing that, you know, it takes more muscles to frown than it does to smile. And so basically choosing to, to smile and go throughout the day. And that's the way your day is going to go. Well, and you mentioned forging this new path without the past, controlling things. You know, that can be an exciting and um, emotionally rewarding path if we make it with kind intent, a caring motivation for ourselves, right? Mm-hmm. I, I, I want this for myself. I'm in a discovery mode here. Kind intent, compassion, gratitude is the most perfect one to, to bring up whenever you are um, looking for an emotional boost in awareness. I mean, all the things that you can be thankful for, it is, uh, there's always something, right? There's there is. Always something. Uh, well, yep. I am grateful for the time that we spend together each week. Um, <laughs> And, you know, other, other folks, again, if you want to connect with Greg, you can go to hypercounseling.com. And as I've mentioned at the top of the show, you can learn more about him and his practice. You can 
connect with him. There is a contact form. You can find past episodes of the show, resources, and a link to his YouTube channel, which is called Connection Through Awareness with Greg Kuyper. Uh, and he's got some great videos of his podcast episodes and awareness exercises. So Greg, send us off into the week with your words of wisdom. Everyone stay aware out there. Look forward to seeing you next week. Bye-bye. There we go.